1: My guest today, Mark Duffner, is a Bengals assistant from 1997 to 2002. And Mark returned to Cincinnati coaching staff in 2019 as a senior defensive assistant. He now enters his 27th season as an NFL coach, 11 of which is with the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk to Mark about his career on the gridiron, but why faith matters to this NFL coach. Mark, thank you for taking the time. It's so great to have you on.
0: Well, thanks, Ron. It's a privilege for me to be with you today. Well, this
1: is quite a journey, and when I talk to respective athletes, I think the journey is so important to where you are or or currently are in your uh, state of life. And uh, you played your collegiate football at William & Mary, and uh, you were recruited by a a pretty good coach, I would say, a Hall of Famer in Mark Levy Levy, and... uh, uh, also by Bobby Ross as well so to get off the start in your football collegiate football career under these two coaches had to be a special time for you
0: oh it was tremendous Ron i mean again two quality quality people two great great coaches uh, also ran into and had the privilege to play a little bit for Lou Holtz while he was there so uh, it was a it was uh, a dream for me as a young uh, collegiate football player to be around coaches of that 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 group
1: so when you're around all this brain power of NFL elite coaches, how does that affect your uh your not your pedigree but your formation not only as a player but who you are today as a coach
0: well I think you you know you when you're around people that are dynamic and that uh, have a- multiple talents you you hope that some of uh exposure to them and being around them rubs off on you and you get an opportunity to see how success how they were successful and why they were successful and uh it was through that and through the exposure I also had by my high school coach a guy named Robert Harge very very successful in Virginia that kind of drove me in the direction uh, to become a, a coach and uh, was very, very fortunate, as I said, to be around these kind of guys that had so, so much success in teaching and connecting with their players.
1: So after your playing career is over collegiately, uh, you decide that uh, you want to get into coaching, obviously, and Ohio State University had a coach named Woody Hayes, and here we go. Here's uh, another great coach that's going to form you and and be a, have an impactful part of your life. Uh, talk about your time spent at OSU,
0: and for coaches? Well, I'll tell you, it was fabulous, Ron. I, in fact, I sometimes still pinch myself, say, did that really happen? I mean, what a, a highly successful coach. And the reason is because of his work ethic, his his character. Uh, he was had tremendous uh, memory. He could uh, connect so well with players in terms of that, in both the recruiting process and also the on-the-field coaching. And so uh, being around the organization that Coach Hayes created at Ohio State, and being around his staff was just, like I said, a dream come true. I have tons of, uh, you know, ye- yellow uh, notebooks full of uh, notes and things that I g- had the privilege to learn when I was there.
1: Yeah, I was reading your progression into coaching, and uh, you know, you go from Ohio State, you're a graduate assistant at the collegiate level. I'll uh, you know, a top-notch program, but then you go right into the NFL, Mark, with the Cincinnati Bengals as a defensive coordinator. Talk about that jump and the learning curve. How was that for you?
0: Well, it was it was quite a learning curve, and, and really, uh, again, though, based on what I learned uh, very quickly, you had to learn things quickly at Ohio State or you weren't going to be around too long. Coach Hayes was a demanding but fair coach in every way, but uh, uh, having that opportunity to uh, coordinated at an early age uh, was a, a great experience. It was a tough one at times because, uh, you know, I was going down that road sometimes for the first time. And whereas I hit a couple of dead every once in a while, I also learned from that and was able to get back on track. So Uh, Again, the exposure I had from the Ohio State coaching staff prepared me well for that, and I'm forever grateful for it.
1: Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Mark Duffner. He's a senior defensive assistant with the Cincinnati Bengals. And Mark, you decided to go back to the collegiate ranks, and you went to the College of Holy Cross. You were a defensive coordinator there for, I believe, four seasons, and then you got your own gig. You were a, a quite successful head coach. At Holy Cross. And uh, here you are. You're a head coach, you're the CEO of the team, and now you have to form your own philosophies, be your own person. Did you take a little bit of all those coaches we talked about, and then you became your own person with a little bit of everything that you learned along the way at Holy Cross?
0: Oh, absolutely, Ron. I mean, uh, again, uh, you know, seeing how successful these coaches were, whether it be Coach Holtz or Coach Levy or co- all those coaches we've already mentioned, uh, then you've got to kind of make sure it, it melds, melds properly with the players that you've got wherever you are. I happen to be at, Ohio, at the Holy Cross College where, again, I was – Privilege to be there for a number of years before I became the head coach, and and also coach for a highly successful coach in, in, by the name of Rick Carter. So we had the he had established the program in a winning way, and and uh, and then uh, when I had the opportunity to take over, it was you know trying to keep it going, but also in input what myself and the rest of the coaches felt like we were, was going to move the program forward. So. Uh, we had some, it's also a Jesuit school. So mm-hmm. we had some divine intervention too, that helped us as we moved forward there. That's for sure. Yeah. Let's
1: talk about the culture there at Holy Cross. You mentioned a Jesuit school, but you were 65 and one. I think you won the Patriot league all but one year. And then you came in second place that year, but, uh, coaching at a Catholic institution, being quite successful, that must've been, uh, not only special for you, but, uh, as a Catholic be a
0: great place to be. Oh, it was tremendous. I, in fact, to be honest, uh, as you mentioned, I was there for 11 years, five as a coordinator and six as a head coach. I actually never thought I'd ever leave uh, Mount St. James, which is where Holy Cross is located in Worcester, Massachusetts. It was everything that I had looked for in coaching. You were dealing with uh, high-caliber, quality student-athletes. The influence of the Jesuits, Father Brooks being the president at that time, was tremendous. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a place that uh, I had tremendous Time in terms of, as I said, connecting with young people and then hopefully de- help, helping them develop as young Catholics, but also uh, young men that are going to become fathers and business people and, uh, and, and hopefully some success on the football field. So it was a tremendous experience.
1: And then you go to the ACC and you coach the Terps at Maryland. And uh, of course, this is not, it's a secular school now. It's a, uh, you know, Football is a business, even at the Division One level. But talk about going to a Division One school, a high-profile school in the ACC, as Maryland is.
0: Well, it was again another good experience. Uh, you know, I, I I learned quite a bit in that one too. There's uh, with uh, moving up to the Division One level. Holy Cross was a one double A mm-hmm. program. This was a Division One program. There was more scholarship players involved, more staff, more support staff, and uh, it was a great experience for me. We we got into uh, at, and when we were at University of Maryland, it was, it was at the height of the ACC, I mean, that's Florida State just joined the ACC the same year that I became the head coach there, so it was a highly competitive league uh, with great, great teams and coaches, but a, again, a tremendous experience for all.
1: So Mark, you, you you stop coaching at the collegiate level, or at least uh, after your time at Maryland, and you go back with the Cincinnati Bengals you give another shot with the Bengals and um you know adjusting from the collegiate player to today's modern day pro player is that a difficult thing for you to do or did you have to adjust accordingly with how the players change
0: you know that was a that's a great uh, great question Ron and I and I was concerned about that you know trying to see you know having been in college coaching for the, a long time and then coming into in the NFL you know how would they react to a college coach and uh, how would all that go? But I found very quickly that uh, the NFL player, the professional player, they want to be coached. They want to uh, know if you can help them get better. And if you demonstrate them, it's it's very much like uh, that you can do. That's very much like coaching a collegiate player, even high school player. They, these guys, I was very pleased to find out that they wanted to learn, they wanted to work hard, that they had a, a focus to get better. And so that uh, being able to connect and coach them very much like we did uh, at the collegiate ranks was what we did here, and, and thank God it's
1: worked. Plus, to play Ron Meyer, chatting today with Mark Duffner, senior defensive assistant with the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, Mark, the Bengals have had some great success in recent years. In fact, in 2021, you helped the Cincinnati defense uh, to a ranking of 11th in the NFL in rushing yards and 11th in sacks. Uh, of course, you have defensive end Trey Hendrickson that that helps you out, right, Mark? But uh, it's been a fun time in Cincinnati with uh, some quarterback who's from Ohio, Joe Burrow, but also that defense that we just spoke of.
0: Well, I tell you, and, and I think, Ron, the, the thing, especially these last two years where we've had a, a, a strong measure of success, has been because of the culture that uh, Zach Taylor and, and the staff uh, has created here. The, this team is a team that's got talent, like most mm-hmm. of the teams in the NFL, but the difference here, I think, is – a. Uh, a real genuine appreciation for one another. This is a high character team, a, a team made up of a lot of guys that were captains or leaders in their program when they came out from co- from college, and they've they've kind of bonded together in a, in, a, in a in a way that I haven't seen before, where there's a just tremendous care for one another, and they're not going to let the other player down. And so uh, I think that more than anything, the attitude of this team and the care of this team for one another is the reason this team's been as successful as it has, including with Joe Burrow being the, one of the top leaders.
1: Yeah, talent is key, and I want to piggyback on what you just said, but the culture of the team is equally as important. And you, you know, You've been with the Packers as a coach, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, and maybe you've been part of teams that didn't have such a great culture. How important is that culture aspect in the recipe for success in the NFL?
0: Well, Ron, I think it's the most critical component. I think I've learned that uh, uh, through all those years. I've, again, I've been with teams that have a, uh, a heck of a lot of talent, but there was uh, maybe some individual goals or some selfishness or some uh, that type of attitude in different spots, and that that can eat away at you. And, and I think that in any organization or any team, one that that kind of has a collective "we" mentality uh, is the is what I see being successful and. And thank the Lord that, uh, through the addition of players, through the draft and free agency here, we've been able to attract guys that that want to be that way that they want to you know they want to be great as we and their team first guys more than they are first teamers.
1: Mark, talk about the time you put in as a coach. I don't think the average fan knows the dedication. They say the glitz and glamour of the NFL, right? But they don't see the dedication that. Coaches have to have day in and day out, even in the off season, to get this team to perform at a high level.
0: Well, you're you're on it. I mean, it's interesting because typically people will say when the season's over in, in the NFL they say, "Well, you know, are you going on vacation? Are you going fishing? What, do you, what are you doing now?" Well, uh, we, I'm, as we speak right now, I'm in preparation, looking at players. Uh, we're we're in the evaluation process right now in terms of getting ready for the NFL draft and also NFL free agency. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've already done a critique of our season and what we did schematically. Now we're into player evaluation and uh, talent acquisition, if you will. So uh, it's a full time, seven day a week, uh, twenty four almost twenty four hour day ordeal for us.
1: Mark, have you slept in your office before?
0: You know, Ron, that's a great question. I've done it four times in my <laughs> career, and, and and it was because I think we got in such a... Uh, tizzy in terms of a preparation for one particular team. And so uh, I, I kind of vowed not to do that. There's, uh, there's no uh, the quality work more than quantity of work. And so we're, we're trying to strive to be a little more with quality.
1: All right. It's halftime here on B2P. We'll continue our discussion with Mark Duffner, senior defensive assistant for the Cincinnati Bengals when Blessed to Play returns after this.
2: A prayer for our priests. You came from among us to be for us one who serves. We thank you for ministering Christ to us and helping us minister Christ to each other. We are grateful for the many gifts you bring to our community, for drawing us together in worship, for visiting us in our homes, for comforting us in sickness, for showing us compassion, for blessing our marriages, for baptizing our children, for confirming us in our calling, for supporting us in bereavement, for helping us to grow in faith, for encouraging us to take the initiative, and for helping the whole community realize God's presence among us. For our part, we pray that we may always be attentive to your needs and never take you for granted. You, like us, Need friendship and love, welcome and a sense of belonging, kind words and acts of thoughtfulness. We pray also for the priests who have wounded the priesthood. May we be willing to forgive and may they be open to healing. Let us support one another during times of crisis. God our Father, we ask you to bless our priests and confirm them in their calling. Give them the gifts they need to respond with generosity and a joyful heart. We offer this prayer for our priest, who is our brother and friend. Amen.
1: Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Mark Duffner. He's the senior defensive assistant with the NFL Cincinnati Bengals. He's been doing this a long time, folks. He has some experience. Let me tell you how much. He's He'll be entering his 27th season in the NFL, 11 of which is with Cincinnati. So how about that? They've had great success in recent years, a lot of talent with that team. Mark talked about his rise to the NFL ranks and also a uh, quite a good uh, collegiate football head coach as well but there's something more to mark than just his talent as a coach he is a Catholic and he takes his faith seriously it's been an inspiration in his life so much so that when he was a little boy guess what Mark uh, aspired to be not so maybe an uh, an NFL player but also the first. US Pope but <laughs> well, that didn't happen so he became a, a great Catholic NFL coach but Mark, your Catholic faith is uh, of the utmost important to you. uh, Upmost important to you. Tell us why.
0: Well, it's 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 core. It's the absolute core of my life. And uh, you know, I was very fortunate to be raised as a Catholic by my mother and father. They were uh, strong Catholics, and I come from a family of eight, six children, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know, was educated uh, through grade school at the Catholic in Catholic school. taught by the Immaculate Heart of Mary nuns, IHM nuns, and uh, really uh, influenced strongly by the priest that we had in our parish, too. That uh, That's kind of what drove me a little bit to being, thinking about being a priest and, and perhaps becoming the first American pope. I also uh, was... Bl- Uh, fortunate and blessed to have an uncle uh, who was a Dominican priest who uh, lived to be 103 years old, Mm -hmm. was also a very strong influencer in my life and a great example for me.
1: Yeah, that's amazing about your uncle. I know he had a big influence on your life, but also a former prayer that's associated with Catholicism, and that's the rosary. So talk about why the rosary is important to you. I think your uncle had something to do with that.
0: Well, he sure did. I mean, he was uh, a strong advocate of the Rosary and, uh, and uh, provincially doing that in the Northwest. Uh, and, and the Rosary is, in my mind, is the, probably the greatest prayer there is. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we in fact now that we're in Lent right now, uh, growing up, uh, we on a, on a daily basis through the forty days of Lent, as a family would recite the Rosary, and, and uh, so it's been a strong, uh, strong, strong prayer for me and for my family you know, as I've grown on
1: and talk about the, in the NFL, I understand there's an opportunity. You guys have crazy schedules, obviously, but there are chaplains with each teams, Catholic priests, uh, you know, who say mass for the team. Talk about that. That has to be a great blessing for you and the team as well.
0: Without a doubt, Ron, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you know, the, the NFL has done a great job of incorporating, uh, Bible study, Catholic services, Mass, Christian uh, service, and chapel service uh, at all the all ball clubs. And uh, I've been blessed to be around some tremendous uh, Catholic priests that have been with these NFL teams uh, in my in my career. And what they bring to the team. Uh, in terms of not only just the celebrants of Mass, but uh, being around where our players can visit with them, talk with them. An example, uh, provide service to all of us as coaches and players has been exceptional. Uh, Ray McKenna uh, is really the president of the uh, Catholic Athletes for Christ. His group does a great job of uh, providing uh, Catholic priests uh, for both Home and away events for the teams. And we, Father Thomas Ray is our current Catholic priest here that coordinates our mm-hmm. Catholic group. And but again, that group is tremendous in what influence they provide for our players.
1: Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting once again with Mark Duffner, the senior def- defensive assistant with the NFL's Cincinnati Bengals. And Mark, uh, obviously, the NFL, there's a lot of noise, a lot of busyness, a lot of hype, but uh, to get away from that all. Uh, how do you pray? What what gets you recollected? Gets you to be Mark Duffner, a child of God.
0: Well, I, what I do is I try to start my day uh, every day with a, uh, a reading from the Bible uh, and a, a you know kind of a uh, prayer service for myself, if you will, kind of a meditation service for myself, and then also participate in, in Bible study that we have here as a coaching staff and certainly the different uh, prayer events that we have with our, our priests, as I mentioned, Father Tom Ray. So it's a, uh, I, I really enjoy the fact that the league, and in particular our all, our ball club here, the Bengals, provide these opportunities for our players and coaches. So it's not something that's foreign. It's very much a part of their daily and weekly schedule.
1: So we see as, as fans, as people who watch on TV, the tension of the NFL, this violent game that comes out right before your very eyes. But there is a... Culture of faith behind the scenes, so to speak. Maybe you could talk about that.
0: Oh, sure. Well, I think I think some of it's actually, you know, evident, uh, Ron, and that I think I've seen in my 27 years uh, a real growth of uh, post game. You'll see uh, prayers, uh, uh, prayer groups on the field, uh, teams and coaches together. That has increased immeasurably since I've been in the league. And then uh, every team I've been with, and every team I know of, has a. Uh, not only the chapel service and a mass, Catholic mass, the the night or the day of the game, but uh, a prayer service before the game and and one after the game in the locker rooms. And so there's a, uh, it's it's not phony. There's a genuine, uh, I think, proper uh, focus on prayer and and religion uh, that uh, these teams have, and it's a, integral part of our players and coaches lives
1: and that came out in a game that you were involved in in the unfortunate circumstances surrounding demar hamlin when uh there was both teams coming together uh for prayer for the young man who unfortunately had some type of cardiac arrest but also from the coaches as well to be understanding of what was going on that that had to be a special time of faith in midst of a tragic event that happened
0: no question, Ron. It was you talk about as uh, moving a, a situation and experience as possible. I mean that our whole, well, the world for that matter, but our whole stadium. Uh, all obviously the fans, the players, coaches alike. Everybody was captivated, and and it, it was a, I think, a great uh, 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 event. And so we're speaking that number one, that Demar is now back to healthy. But prayers for Demar. Uh, and you know, and it went across the country. Whether it, whether it was teams that were wearing shirts, prayers for tomorrow, uh, whether it was uh, community groups coming out, all types of things. It was kind of a tremendous response, and appropriate, and but a, a darn good response that uh, human, humankind, if you, mankind, made in terms of that. And and I think uh, has you know started a, a, I hope some truce. True movement to making this world a better place to be.
1: Yeah, some good words there, Mark. Talk about uh, young men, uh, you know, who have a talent for football. Who, you know, faith often is not talked about, but how they can incorporate their faith with pursuing athletic excellence in a very competitive environment.
0: Well, I, I think that it's interesting because I observe, you know, these guys are, as you mentioned, highly competitive, world-class athletes. And But as I watch them prepare during the course of the week, whether it's a one-on-one, I see a player reading his Bible or reading a prayer book, or it's a couple of them talking together, uh, maybe after lunch, or maybe it's a a smaller group that's got some sort of a a Bible study going on. There's there's a very much strong part of of their weekly preparation, not just uh, their lifting and running and all this, but attention to... To religion and, and certainly a lot of the players on the team, even in pregame, are, have their way of uh, connecting with God in preparation for the, the opponent.
1: Now, obviously, you when you're coaching the NFL, X's and O's and are very important in the schemes and all that good stuff and the many hours you put into that. But as a coach as well, uh, is it equally important to you to affect the lives of the players that you coach?
0: Oh, absolutely! I think that uh, it's amazing how much they study you as a coach, and 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 even how you look, how you present, how you uh, try to teach to them, and and it's uh, you know I feel a strong uh, responsibility for you know what what kind of a character am I presenting to them? Am I a, a, somebody they want to emulate in the way that uh, they I conduct myself as a not only as a teacher and as a coach, but as a man, as a husband, as a father. And uh I, I that's part of what our our responsibility is as teachers and coaches is to not only help these guys become world champions and, and so forth, but also to help them become better people. And, and because we're in the people business in a, in a strong way that we are, that's part of our responsibility, and I, I certainly welcome it.
1: Mark, so you've been coaching in the NFL a long time, and uh, when you first started in the NFL, maybe they didn't protect the players as well. It was a more rough game, I guess you would say. The, the quarterbacks weren't handled gingerly, so to speak. But talk about the modern day athlete compared to when you first entered the league. Are athletes better, or have they been the same the whole time?
0: Oh shoot, Brad, you're on top of that. They're 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 certainly better. I mean, uh, I mean, what they have done now, the players and coaches understanding uh, diet and nutrition, uh, training regimens. I mean, the the size, the speed. Uh, that we have in terms of players, and what I've seen over those 27 years has been marked, and and it's gonna, it's I think it's still going to continue. Uh, proper, but not only that, the rest factor, the uh, the rehabilitation when an injury does occur. I think all those things have gotten so much better, and the player themselves understand now how much of a important. Part of the, of all that they have for them to be successful, so uh, there's been tremendous gains in all those areas, and uh, you know now you see it in terms of the player on the field today.
1: Well, Mark Duffner has been our guest doing a bang up job right there in the Queen City with the Cincinnati Bengals. 27 years coaching in the NFL 11 with the Bengals. Uh, Mark, thanks so much. I really do appreciate the time getting to know a little bit about you and uh, your fabulous coaching career, but also the man you are off the field. Thanks so much for coming on. Blessed to play.
0: Well, Ron, I appreciate the opportunity and deeply appreciate what you're doing for all of us and the public, in particular in terms of both sports and and Catholic religion, and uh, just, again, appreciate what you're doing.
1: Thanks so much. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play, dot com. You can like us on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play for Coach Mark Duffner. I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.